Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wednesday, and we are back with a brand new episode of TGIF. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. We're going to get in everybody's business and give our opinions. So sit back, relax, and get ready for all this hot tea. Fellas, what is going on? Hey. Uh, Hey. Let, me, let me introduce y'all so y'all can do your thing. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? I miss you all. I know. It's been a while. I'll be in D.C. Mm-hmm. tomorrow, though, so I'll, I'll see you this week. I'll be out there. All right. That's what's up. I'll be in D.C. for the weekend. And it's gonna it's be- raining here now, so hopefully by the time you come here, you can bring some sunshine. I'm going to bring the sunshine. At least I'll bring some kind of heat. Okay. And please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on? I'm sitting up here trying to debate if I miss y'all or not. Really? Why don't you, why don't you yeah, come to DC? Why don't you come to DC this weekend? Please I don't like know. I don't like DC. It's too stushious. Too what? <laughs> too stushious. What the hell does that mean? Snuck up bourgeois for no goddamn reason. What? I don't, I don't mess with the DC girls. But you know what? I, I was just thinking something, Claudia. Why when it, it, it literally when you was just opening up and it, it, it so off center? Why when girls introduce themselves on the camera, they always say, "It's your girl, Tamika Lewis." <laughs> It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. Candy always says, it's your girl, Candy Burris. Like, why do y'all do that? Why can't you be, it's your boy? Al, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> how was Claudia, your do you introduce yourself how, like that? How, how was your Thanksgiving, Al? It, well, you know, I was fighting the flu. And I'm still, I'm still struggling with it. I'm telling you, this flu thing is the real deal, y'all. And it doesn't go away in just a week. This is, I've, I've had this for like 10 days now. So oh, wow. I'm getting better though. But you know, the doctor said there's really not much that you can do, even though this year is the highest cases of hospitalization from the flu in the last 10 years. Oh, wow. Luckily for me, everybody, I'm glad I don't got a doggone stomach virus because y'all know I've been eating on my leftovers ever since Thanksgiving. I finally finished the last of my leftovers, y'all, this morning so y'all can leave me alone. And I went and got (laughs) my little detox so y'all can leave me alone. I don't have to worry about my stomach being. But how was your family? How was you went back to horse pasture, Virginia? I did. uh, You know, my brother rang the bell on Friday, so he's cancer-free. So the entire family came to support him and ringing the bell. So that was pretty, you know, something really to be super grateful about, you know, to watch him go through that journey. You know, we I, I shared it here on the show. To watch him to go through that journey for like the last year has been pretty incredible. And to see him keep the courage and keep the faith and us as a family sticking together for him to overcome it was just like a great, great, great Thanksgiving. Well, there it is. Well, I'm glad you had a Thanksgiving. I'm sure we'll hear about Claudia's when she get back. Guys, Claudia had a small technical difficulty, but she'll join us after our first commercial break. But let's just get into these topics, Al. Are you All ready? Right. I miss doing this. I really do, too. Listen, I miss laughing at you. Okay, well, <laughs> let's get into our first story, guys. So Cardi B had to set comedian Nicole Arbor straight after Arbor accused Cardi's husband offset of promoting senseless violence following Takeoff's death. Nicole tweeted, 
Man, few weeks after his cousin was murdered over a dice game, Offset is making new music about shooting people up and shooting places up. Not a single thing was learned. In a since-deleted tweet, Cardi B wrote, he hasn't even been to the studio since Takeoff died. So what the bleep are you talking about? It was later discovered that Nicole Arbor was mistakenly referring to an old video of Offset rapping, which was recorded before Takeoff's death. Al, what's your thoughts on this story? Let me tell you, uh, Funky, this is multi-layered in so many different ways because there's one side where you can definitely relate to Cardi B and the sympathy around, you know, her husband and his sadness around the death of Takeoff. However, I hate to say this, the comedian didn't say anything wrong. You know, she made a solid point. I think the issue here is that we didn't like the messenger because we can't sit here and pretend like that we haven't witnessed just in the last two weeks, useless deaths, countless useless nonsense, senseless deaths surrounding gun violence. Listen, remember the, the three football players at the University of Virginia? We, uh, the five African-American Walmart uh, employees that got shut up, shot up by the manager, the four students at Idaho College that were, were found dead. We also have, remember, Club Q, the nightclub. Uh, five were killed and 17 wounded because of gun violence. I think we do have to change what we're doing and how we're making music and how we're sensationalizing the use of gun to, to, to deal with those issues that people are having amongst each other. I think it has to be something done legislatively as well as something for us in our community specifically, something done culturally. Now, the only thing I didn't like that Cardi B said was, you can't be out here with all these deaths happening with gun violence and you are promoting death because she definitely uh, threatened people's lives. If you listen to the audio, she threatened people's lives for making comments like what the comedian Nicole did. And that simply is unacceptable, Cardi B. So you know what? These days, sometimes I'm going to be very honest with you. I really just don't have the temperament or the patience for white people to be jumping the color fence and getting in our business. Right. All right. We, as Black people, we understand that we've got things in our community to fix, but it's not your job to try to police us and tell us what we should and should not be doing. For Nicole to be a comedian, she should have some level of production experience and should have had enough common sense to know that from the time that boy died to the time a video comes out, there has not been enough time for that to take place, production, mastering, and all of that, and that it had to be old music that was just simply playing. She was loud, strong, and wrong, and that's what she gets for not minding her business. Now, to your other point, we do have a problem in our community. I think for the longest while since gangster rap in the 90s, we've tried to do this whole escape away from saying music is not the problem, media is not the problem, but no, guys, we got to go, we got to dial it back. And it's time we sit down and say, real talk, what influence is it that the music and the media is having on people and this younger generation? Because it is having an impact on them, whether it's a direct impact or an indirect impact. It definitely is having an indirect um, impact. On senseless deaths, yeah. On senseless yeah. deaths, Yeah. Yeah, and then, I, you know, I, and I, I agree with you, and I think that's one of the reasons I said it's the messenger, but, and I understand her emotions, but just just as a person with a huge platform, I just doesn't think it, I just don't think it looks good that she's threatened people's lives, regardless of who said what. 
I totally agree. But listen up, soulmates. We're going to get back to more hot topics and get our girl Claudia Jordan back on the line after this commercial break. So stick around and we'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back to TJF. Sorry about that. Little technical issues here. They in the comments saying uh, Q was on his Connie Chung while I was gone. So <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Connie Chung, though. Hey, Connie Chung. Hey, y'all. Um, well, it's finally over. Kim Kardashian and Ye officially settled their divorce. Now, uh, get this, Ye has to pay Kim $200,000 a month in child support. Not alimony, but child support. Ye and Kim will get uh, joint custody with equal access to the four children. What are your thoughts on the settlement? I believe there's also like eight houses she's getting. Like, geez, it's quite the deal. Um, Al, what do you think about this settlement? You know, I got to be honest with you. In my mind, it was to be expected. I thought that this is a perfect time for uh, counsel, Laura, uh, Wasser to go in there and close this deal. We've seen Kanye kind of unraveling on national television financially and socially. It was a great argument for her at this time to to say that, you know, Kanye may not be as emotionally and mentally stable to have custody of the kids. And instead of running that risk, he decided to concede. Now, the interesting thing about this, uh, Claudia, is it's not a normal uh, ch uh, child support situation. What they decided to do was handle all bills for the kids evenly. So because the monthly bills for each kid, including education and security, is $400,000, by them splitting that, because Kim has the kids, 80% of the time, Kanye is to pay her $200,000 a month. Now, this is where it gets really interesting, though, where you know there was a windfall for Kim and there's a reason behind it. Number one, if ever they have an issue surrounding how one of them is parenting, they immediately are supposed to go to mediation to settle it. And if one of them do not show up for mediation, the one that doesn't, the one that does show up wins. Kim knows that Kanye is always not showing up for mediation. Number two, you remember that house that he purchased across the street from them? Um, a part of their settlement is that he has to sell that house. How interesting is that? And not only does he have to sell it, but he has agreed to sell it. And the last most interesting thing is that the custody agreement can be changed. So Kanye has to think and be a little bit smarter in how he's handling his kids and his ex-wife, Kim, because right now all the cards are in her deck. Well, I mean, I, it's to be exact. He brought that on himself. You can't blame nobody but 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 Kanye in this, you know? Q, what do you think about this? I mean, you know, say what you want to say, however y'all want to feel about Kim Kardashian in relation to Black men. I definitely think the court system in this situation did what was totally in the best interest of the children. I, I am not opposed, despite the fact that she's a billionaire and he is uh, was a recent billionaire. I, I'm not opposed to him having to pay her $200,000. We all know that the parent that has the child the most, despite them splitting the cost or the expenses, still carries extra expenses. It's not about whether she needs the money or not. It's, what's, it's about what's fair. And Al, you brought up something that was very interesting. I'm also glad, too, that he's been forced to have to sell that house from across the street from that lady because, number one, he don't need to be terrorizing that woman. Number two, he don't need to be in that close of a vicinity of her that when she get a next man, he start flipping out. We can see he's erratic. The minute Kanye got rid of Pete Davidson, then he started beefing with Gap and whoever and everybody else. The man is just hell-bent on being on a downward spiral. 
Um, and I think this is definitely just in the best interest of the children. And I hope Kim, Kanye, and the children all find peace in this situation. But Kanye the most, I hope he finds peace now that this situation is settled and there's no more back and forth. I agree. And people are like, well, she don't need all that money. She's a billionaire. She it's not about that. It's about that they should both contribute to the the kids. And I say that if it's a woman uh, on the receiving end, uh, on the other end, I, I think that people like both parents should be contributing to the ch children, not just the one that makes the most money. And, you know, I, I do think that Kanye really does love his kids. I don't know them. I, I'm going to be clear. I'm just speaking as an outsider looking in. I do, which makes it more all the more surprising some of the antics that he's been doing, knowing that especially his daughter, North, North is old enough to kind of know what's going on and be aware. You know, like some of the things he's saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. All, some of the things he's saying and been doing lately, I would think that someone that loves his kids so much and cares about what how they perceive him would be a little bit more careful. I, I think he's showing really reckless behavior. I have a friend that went through a really difficult um, uh, custody battle with her, her child's father, and there's no unsupervised visits with the kids until he's showing to be mentally stable. Mm. Because if we're seeing the stuff that we're seeing that he thinks that's fit for the, the everyone, can you imagine how he is behind closed doors? I can only imagine. Mm. Yeah. And he's it's clear this man, he's he's very talented, but it's clear he's not well. He's going through some things. And have y'all been seeing all the Nick, the Fuentes, like the stuff that he's been saying, the people he's aligning himself with, it just doesn't yeah. make sense with, yeah. with college dropout Kanye that was for yeah. the people, you know? Well, I mean, listen, if you want another indicator that Kanye is not well, it's the fact that he walked into the home of, an, of another mentally unstable person and asked that person to be his VP. Like, if that's not, if that's not an indicator that you are off your rocker, then I don't know what is. Can you imagine how that no, conversation went? Well, he said Donald Trump got erated and, and damn near <laughs> cussed him out and, and said- Put him out. And referred to Kim in some not flattering uh, uh, words. Right. Did y'all see the back? Did you guys see the the campaign ad that Kanye put out featuring Foxo's very own Vivica Fox using her? Yes, I, I saw that. What y'all yeah, think about that? I, the, I, I did. Like, I did. I did. Well, I, I saw it because I think Vivica, I think uh, Vivica might have posted it or a blog posted it or mm -hmm. something where she was saying, you know, if you're going to use it, use it in the right context or whatever. Um, uh, in the words of Kaya, thanks for free promotion, bitch. Okay, <laughs> free promotion. So you know, I mean, he he, you know, and I, and I got her point, her her frustration. She's like, if you're gonna use my clip, use it in context because she was very frustrated with him when Kanye was going on the whole George Floyd wasn't murdered, which right. is a white supremacist talking point that he oh he was only he only died from fentanyl had nothing to do with the knee. So she was really hurt about that, like most of, of America was when when he said that. And he used that. And it's like, I found it ironic that he used a black woman to kind of put up that angry black women, you know, coming. Well, again, in the words of Kaya, thanks for free promotion, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm getting those. We, we got to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates, if you are enjoying our show, what we do here at Fox Soul, we would love you to put some flame, some thumbs up, some love in the comments, in the chat. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us uh, the success that we are. All right, y'all, speaking of success, Howard Stern is not here for Oprah Winfrey flaunting her success. He's criticizing Oprah for showing off her lavish lifestyle and wealth on Instagram. Stern said, it's bleeping mind-blowing when you follow her on Instagram. You see her estate, 
her gardens, the people who service her. He added, I don't think that people should show up their wealth. Stern continued with, you got to be a little self-aware and know that, uh, you know, there are people struggling out there. What do y'all think about what Stern said? And, and do you think Oprah is showing off her wealth or is she just living her life? Funky, what you think about this? So, you know what, this, I'm going to pull on one of my, I mean, I'm going to pull on one of Oprah's favorite people, and that's Dr. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou has one of my favorite quotes, and it's very profound. She said, modesty is a fake social affectation. There's nothing really real about being modest. And I totally agree. Listen, whether Oprah hides what she has or not, she's doggone Oprah Winfrey. We all know what she has. And talking about lack of self-awareness, it's not like she showed up to Hosea Feed the Hungry and got out of a, 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 of a, of a, of a Bentley Continental dripping down in diamonds and Balenciaga. I think she is very self-aware. I am of the mindset that I should not have to downplay what I have or not show the food I'm eating because somebody is hungry. You know, it sounds cold and it sounds dark, but that's not my damn problem, number one, okay? I think Oprah is more than humble. Um, I think that she is just simply showing us her life. I think if Oprah really wanted to flex on us, she really could. She's just showing us her life. And I think this is as dim as her light can get. The lady lives on estates. She lives in palatial estates with palaces in 90 acres of yard. She has servants. What do you want her to do? Why should she walk around and act like she a doggone school teacher or a librarian when she isn't? And if it makes you uncomfortable, unfollow or turn the channel. Like I said, it's not like she showed up to feed the hungry, dripped in diamonds and getting out of a Bentley. Leave her alone. And lastly, I wonder if she was of the other persuasion, would you still have this to say? Because of all the people on Instagram that flaunt their wealth, this particular day you had a wild hair up your ass for Oprah Winfrey. Hmm. I agree with you. And I, you know, I, I like Howard Stern. I think he's hilarious and very, very good at what he does. And I, I'm a big fan of his show, but I don't know why you're picking on Oprah. Um, there's a lot of other white people that flaunt their wealth. There's a lot of Instagram people that make one millionth of the money she makes that flaunt. There's a lot of people that flaunt their wealth. And it'd be different if Oprah, right, was born into wealth, had rich parents, had a privileged life. This is a woman that was born into extreme poverty and built it from the ground up. If anyone should be flaunting their success as a success story, as an inspirational story for the rest of us, it's Oprah Winfrey. Agreed. And it's like, why? What she can't? Oh, just stay in your place, little black girl. Mm -hmm. We don't need you to, to see you flaunting your thing. I, 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 I was done. I don't get why you did that. Al, what do you think about this? You think she's just living her life? You think she's just thinking of flaunting or what? Well, first of all, Oprah has been a million, uh, has been a billionaire for years. She's been the richest black woman for a very long time. Um, and she's not showing off. That's her life. My thing is, Q, you got to remember, this isn't his first time picking on Oprah and her Instagram and her staffs. I think he needs to evaluate why he has a problem with a successful black woman. It could be that because she's worth $3.5 billion and and her philanthropic efforts are in north of $350 million, which is half of what he is actually worth. So I think he's got a problem with this black woman and all of her wealth and all of her success. Secondly, he needs to deal with this with his therapist and not with his fans, because in my opinion, she's done way too much for our community, motivating us, um, serving as a mentor for us, Oprah is a treasure for us, and you need to keep Mr. Howard Stern, Oprah Winfrey's name, out of your mouth. I agree. And as, as, if I came from what she came from, 
and got to those. She ain't flaunting enough. I would have diamond teeth, diamonds on my lashes. I'd be like, mama, we made it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm proud of her. Yeah. And, 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 you know, rich white people, like, especially we hear this on the right, are so quick to say, you know, you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and make something of this is the best country in the world. And then when you do, you criticize by an, another rich person and saying, oh, but you're doing too much. Well, what is going to be enough for you to feel comfortable? What is okay for you, Howard Stern? Right. Why is he stalking her Instagram? Why is he paying attention to what she's doing during COVID? Because that's the other time he was talking about her during COVID when she had all the people coming to her house and getting tested and all the different servers. Why, why do you have a wild hair about Oprah and her richness? She earned it. She's, a, she's an entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. She's a billionaire. She's philanthropic she started a, a school for heaven's sake in a whole different country she's touching people around the world what are you doing howard stern you know what i wouldn't be surprised and like i said I, i'm not one of those people that rush to the race card as my first default gut reaction but I, and i want to probably say you know he's probably jealous or envious of the fact that he's been stuck in that doggone booth with that microphone and robin for God, no, hell, I'm 39. They've probably been in that damn booth for 37 years or whatever, and, and that he has not been able to, you know, uh, over, uh, surpass the plateau that he's hit. Because, you know, let's face it, Howard Stern is one of the best to ever do it, but he ain't going no further. That career, that salary is fixed. Um, your endorsement deals are fixed. If anything, you're aging out. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he's bothered by the fact that Oprah has been able to accomplish what she's been able to accomplish in the media space in spite of being a black woman. You know, also, Q, I was thinking, you know, I watched his special with David Letterman, uh, David Letterman's new show. And, you know, he had a problem with David Letterman for a long time as well until they were able to actually sit down and talk. It was almost like he created this contention because he was uncomfortable with another guy that was just as successful. So maybe this is a cry for him that maybe he wants to sit in Oprah's chair and talk to her. You know what else is crazy too? And 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 way back when when we were doing the Tasha K Cardi B story, and when I made the point that I don't discuss other YouTubers, I just think it's stupid to create beef in your industry with your peers where there doesn't need to be any. And that's a large part of the reason why I just don't discuss other YouTubers. Mm, right. Okay. Um, you know, and this is a recurring theme with them and us you know for some reason it seems like it bothers them when we show excellence education success you know how obama really got under the nerves of so many people you know they had an issue with him making so much money when he was out of office from book deals why is it when 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 our people you know excel despite all the boundaries and and do their thing do our thing it's like you need to be in your place you're doing too much you know or they'll say something mm. to lebron shut up and play ball they want to keep us in this like all right you got enough you should just be happy with that and she's not even like look there's people that are like thousandaires that are flaunting hold the money on instagram like a phone doing all this she's not she's drinking champagne on her estate it's a problem well, you know what claudia innately the institution of whiteness tells them that they are better than. Mm -hmm. And when somebody comes along and is of color- Does it better than and them? And does it better or is making more, it strikes a nerve because my universe has told me 
that by my birthright, mm -hmm. I am better than you and I am supposed to have more than you because I've got white skin. How dare you have more than me? Mm -hmm. And that's where the problem lies. It's the hypocrisy, right, though. On one hand, publicly, it's like, oh, we're in the best country. You can achieve anything. And then don't you dare do it. Don't you be president. Don't you be a billionaire. Then it bothers them because it's like, Someone that I deem beneath me is yeah, doing better than me. Better than me. Yep. Mm. They got they they've got a lot to unpack. Why? What was the comedian that was uh digging in our business with Cardi B? She didn't take her ass. She needed to go hold a uh, state of the white people to dress and talk about that. Okay. okay, that's what you can talk about. All right. Well, Oprah, keep doing your thing. I say you flaunt and be extra obnoxious and make them even matter. You have earned every right. Okay. All right, y'all. Hey, the woman whose uh, Instagram post went viral after, remember the allegations that she, it was supposed to be she was pregnant or in a relationship by escape member Latasha Scott's husband, is now claiming that her Instagram account was hacked. Now, the post that the woman claims she didn't write reads, the most bleeped up thing the universe can do to you is let you meet the right person at the wrong time. I'm just tired of living a lie all these years and ready to live my truth freely and in peace unapologetically. Now, she has deleted the post that she claims a hacker posted and wrote a post to clear the air. She wrote, my page was hacked. I'm not pregnant, nor am I having an affair with anyone. The fact that a fake sonogram was made with no information on it is crazy. I would never knowingly date a married man. What do you think about all this? And do you think she's telling the truth? Al, let's start with you. What do you think about this? Some, something in this story just doesn't settle with me. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, and hopefully we're going to get all the good tea out of Funky. Maybe he's got his ear on the, uh, and, and finger on the pulse on this one better than I do. But something about this, something in the milk ain't clean. So I, I, I haven't put my whole finger on it, but something's not, something's not adding up here. Let me, let me tell you something. Let me, let me take a sip of this. <laughs> okay, go ahead, drink your lemonade. <laughs> They got a little vodka in it today. Uh, I know a liar when I see one, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, let's start here. Latasha Scott and Rocky Bivens are not influential enough, are not important enough, are not rich enough for somebody to hack random woman XYZ's page to plan an affair on Rocky no shade to Rocky. He's not significant enough to the gravitational pull of the moon for anybody to hack her page to set him up to try to make scandal with him and Latasha Scott, okay? Now, listen, I cannot prove whether Rocky was in relation with this woman or not, but it sounds like one of two things. A, the check cleared, or B, the threats landed, all right? I can't prove either of them. Or four, the backlash was too, or three, the backlash was too much to handle from the doggone public. And now she got the backpedaling and pussy popping, okay? You, I can't prove it, so I have to say allegedly here, you allegedly did that. I will put my neck on the line and say nobody hacked your doggone page. And we not stupid. Stop playing in our face. And it's giving me very, what it's giving me is, I thought he was going to leave his wife for me. I'm in my feelings. I probably drank too much brown liquor 
and my Twitter <laughs> fingers got to, got to going and I hit sin and, or he made me mad and he cut me off. So now I'm finna blow up the spot. Okay. And then after a couple days went by and, 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 and she couldn't take the heat. Now she want to give us this weak, pathetic, you know, situation. Oh, okay. I don't think it's fair to Latasha. You know, it's unfortunate if Rocky was doing it. I hope it wasn't. But I'm going to say this. You side pieces, y'all need to go back to the 90s and study these old side pieces who knew how to stay in their place. Because I went on the bitch page. I went on her page, baby. I went on her page and told her, you don't blew up the spot of a man who make his money off his wife. So now you don't messed up his bag and whatever little dinners he was taking your ass home. You don't <laughs> messed it up for the both of y'all. Fuck okay? it, you went on her page. I damn sure did. And I said sure this? Did. I damn sure did. Did. <laughs> and on top of that, she right here talking about her page was hacked. Well, was your hacker also... When did you learn your page was hacked? Because did your hacker also go on Tasha K's page and go back and forth with her in the comments? Oh, you really? Tasha K, you can go on Tasha K page right now and look at the post, and she got a pinned comment. From the See, I knew I knew you knew the T. I knew you knew the, the T. And hackers don't do that. The hackers be in Russia. The hackers be trying to, <laughs> the hackers yep. be trying to sway the elections. The hackers don't give a damn about Natasha Scott in her green dress and escape breaking up. That ain't what the hackers own. The one thing that made it was weird to me was a anyone that's had a sonogram. That sonogram looked like a Google sonogram. It looked like because it had no information on it. It was like a general sonogram and it was very much zoomed in so you couldn't see her name and usually if you got a sonogram it would say this it would have some kind of information on it the date the name something i don't know tasha k said something about that that was that this was a fake story that that it was a, you know a googled image of a sonogram um and then i kind of found the timing odd where it was right on the heels of all the soul train all the drama with the group all of a sudden this pops out so I didn't know. So then I thought, okay, maybe she was hacked by someone that's like on the other side, like trying to like make her look stupid. So I don't really know, right? Because how does this help you? If you were pregnant and now you're saying you're not pregnant, are you getting an abortion? Or are you, are we going to see you pop up with a baby? Like, I don't, do you think she's really pregnant at all? Or do you think no. it was all fake? No, she was never pregnant, Claudia. But emotions are never rational. Come mm. on. You know, when these, mm. and, and I'm not saying this is the case because I know Latasha and Rocky you know, socially, and I hope Rocky was not cheating on Natasha, but in the event that he was, y'all know how this go. These women, they get fed up of waiting. They get fed up of seeing the wife get doted on and get gifts, and they want her spot. And yeah. when they can't have it, then they blow up the spot. And that really is what this story is giving. Mm. Like I said, I hope the whole thing is fake because I think Natasha is a great person. I like Rocky a lot. I hope he didn't do his wife like that. But in the event that he did, she's still lying and this mess is fake. Her page wasn't hacked. And then they have that reality show. So I'm like, is this all part of that? Like, you know? You know, I the think only thing throwing me, I didn't mean to cut you off, about the reality show narrative, it is a shared reality show with Escape and mm -hmm. SWV, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a little one-sided that es Escape is the one carrying all the drama to quote unquote, get us to watch the show, but SWV is quiet. I would think that if these were planted antics, that both groups would be participating in the coup. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, I guess we will continue to keep up with this drama, but yeah, um, I thought that was a fake sonogram. That's what it looked like to me. All right, y'all. Dwayne Wade is clapping back at his ex-wife, uh, Savon. Yeah, he gonna uh -huh. clap back after the commercial. <laughs> Let him clap then. Let him clap his hands then, baby. All right, I got this. We going to commercial. We'll be back. We're going to talk about <laughs> Dwayne Wade and his ex-wife. They got some more drama. We'll be right back, y'all. All right, y'all. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to everybody in the chat leaving us comments. All right, y'all. Sleep is so important. And good sleep is invaluable. Now, look. The T doesn't sleep. It's a 24-hour, I mean, 24-7 affair. But, you know, I need to get my beauty sleep and get my brain together. So that's why I'm excited to tell you all about GhostBed. Now, GhostBed is a family-owned business that's been designing high-quality sleep products for more than two decades. And their 50,000 positive reviews show just how awesome they are. From luxury mattresses to premium sheets that get softer with every wash, GhostBed is your go-to for all things sleep. Plus, if you sleep hot, Every ghost bed mattress is designed with cooling in mind, including materials like their signature ghost ice fabric. Now, shipping is fast and free, plus 101 night sleep trial with free returns. So trying a mattress is truly risk-free. And you can even take their online quiz to find the ideal mattress for your sleeping style. And uh, we have two people who actually, they got their ghost bed pillows and, uh, Fellas, uh, Al, I said you said, I know you say it did all kinds of things. Do you help you with your migraines, help you with your sleep? Let me see your ghost bed pillow. You got it. <laughs> I don't have mine with me today, but I'm telling you, it's worked so good. And, and Claudia, please give us a, the discount code. Is it just TTA? Because I've had a lot of different uh, people hit me in my DM asking for the code. I've also had people hit me in my DM saying that they actually have ordered and got their pillow. And thank you for the recommendation. It's helped them with their migraines and it's also helped them with their snoring. Okay. Thank you. Have well, you your know. gentlemen callers enjoyed your ghost? Nah, baby, the, the, the gentlemen callers get ghosted for the ghost bed pillow, baby. They, they, <laughs> they, they lay on the Walmart pillows, baby. They don't lay on the good ghost bed pillow. But you know, I always talk about the squish. And listen, like I said, they don't get to lay on these pillows. These my good, my good pillows. And I love it. It contours my neck. And y'all know me. My bed is my favorite place. If you check my Instagram, I'm always in my bed. My sleep and my comfort is our number one priority. And the ghost bed and this ghost bed pillow has really made that a heightened luxury sleep experience for me. So thank you, ghost bed. And y'all should get y'all pillow. I mean, it, it really is the tea. All right. Well, for a limited time, ghost bed is offering our viewers 30% off ghost bed mattresses plus two free luxury pillows or get 40% off when you bundle a mattress with their award-winning adjustable base. I have some ghost bed products on the way and I can't wait to get them. To find your perfect mattress, use promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T to take advantage of the offer. Again, that's promo code T, T-E-A at ghostbed.com slash T. Please get it. Our co-hosts love it. And I think it'll change your life. All right, y'all, let's get back to the topics. Now, listen, y'all, Dwayne Wade, we got to talk about this. Um, he's clapping back at his ex-wife, Savon, for refusing to allow their daughter, Zaya, to legally change her gender and name. Dwayne says her objection to the court petition is libelous, libelous, and nonsensical. In court documents obtained by TMZ Sports, Wade wrote, a court order affirming her identity 
will allow Zaya to live more comfortably and honestly in all aspects of her life, from simple introductions and food orders to applying for a driver's license and filling out college applications. What are your thoughts on their legal battles, Al? Let's start with you. What do you think? You know, this is a very touchy situation um, because we're talking about a child. But more than that, we're talking about a child who is the daughter of Dwayne and a daughter of his ex-wife. I can't remember her name. And you guys know that I've been a, a very strong advocate of Dwayne and how he has stood in this space and educating, educating us on having a transgender daughter. I have supported him and Gabrielle. But listen, that ex-wife definitely should have a say. That's her daughter, too. And I feel like the issue here with Dwayne and Gabrielle is in public perception and in public opinion, you've boxed that mother, the biological mother out of this process. And we don't like it. We don't like how it looks and we don't like how it feels. Now, if you guys want to change this around and change the sentiment of how the public feels about the decisions that you're making for your daughter, then you need to incorporate that biological mother and you guys need to stand unified in a unified decision. If not, then you need to wait till the child is 18 years so that the child can make their own decisions. Okay, I hear you. Q, what do you think? So first and foremost, Al, I think when it comes to their child, their child, they shouldn't give a damn about the court of public opinion. I think number two, when we covered it on the show two weeks ago, Dwayne Wade, in his first response to her, and we don't know if it's true or false, says that Siobhan has had opportunity to come around and be around the children, and she hasn't and that she's not on board with the situation. And lastly, I want to clarify something, because when we say change name and change gender, a lot of you guys instantly run to sex change. That Mm -hmm. is not what they're talking about. They're talking about the change of her name and the change from M on the license or the ID to F, to legally identifying as a female. We're not talking about the removal of the genitals and having the gender reassignment surgery. We're talking about it on paper. And here's the thing. When you really slice it and dice it, it's a bit to do about nothing. We're already calling the child Zaya Wade. We're already referring to the child as she. All right. Leaving it the same on the license doesn't change anything. Changing it on the license doesn't change anything. So if the net effect of the whole situation is zero, then why make a big fuss about it? It's just, a, a, at this point, it's a vanity title. We're already calling her Zaya Wade and we're already referring to her as her. Why making it, what is making it legal on paper going to change? I'm gonna assume, again, outsider looking in, that the mother feels alienated out of the process. Absolutely. And, and Dwayne can say she's a deadbeat or she didn't choose to come around. We don't know that to be a fact. I think whoever has the purse strength, has the money, can make the other parent look as crazy as they want to. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to control the narrative when you got the bread. And, and I always had a side eye to this story because it feels like it's Dwayne and Gabrielle's daughter. It does not feel like it's Dwayne and Savon's daughter at all. And I think... I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say this. I think Dwayne and Gabrielle, in my opinion, were dead wrong for putting this out in public for us. Why are we included in this group chat? 
why are we included more in the group chat than the mother seems to be in the group chat? Like, why? Are, mm-hmm. I feel like they run, to, like, it's too much in the public light. This is a minor. It's none of our business. It's really none of our business. And it does give credence. It does give a little credibility to the mom's claim that it's like being used to kind of like publicity. I don't really know, but that's what it feels like to me. It mm-hmm. feels like I would be appalled as a 12 year old. We started hearing about Zaya, like I think 12, 13 years old, like really young, right? Um, appalled at my mom talking about my period or my sexuality or anything that I'm discussing with her. And then it gets put on an Instagram page. And then there's, you know, a whole thing around me because not saying, I'm not saying, oh, she might change her mind. I don't think that's a thing that you change your mind about, but I don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But the child is now put in a position where there's so much pressure now, right? You probably, there's probably a whole community that Zaya is afraid to let down on either side. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we should not be involved in this, but we are. It has been put out there so much. And I wonder are we getting more of the story than the mother? It feels like the mother is like kind of off to the side and it's Gabrielle and Dwayne about this whole thing. And it should be Gabrielle, it should be Dwayne, Savon, and Zaya and Gabrielle should be secondary as a stepmom. Right. In my opinion, it's just my opinion. I don't have kids and y'all can comp me and say, well, you ain't got no kids. Well, I don't, but I have uh, yeah, promises. I, I, I want to add one thing to this story. I think, honestly and truthfully, I think a lot of the wrong questions are being asked and I think a lot of the wrong discussions are being had I think the main question that needs to be asked is, is the child healthy and happy? Okay. I think that that's a question that needs to be asked. I think that there is some contention between Gabrielle and Siobhan. Um, but here's what I think Siobhan needs to reconcile. And I don't know where she stands in terms of her feelings about transsexuality and homosexuality, but Siobhan, even when you make the press present day about yourself, your daughter is referred to as her and Zaya, all right? So despite how you feel about it, that is now her identity. And if that makes that child happy and that child is healthy, then what is the harm at this point because she's already being identified by the world as Zaya Wade and her with letting this go through with her name change and her gender change? I didn't. I don't think that that's the... I don't think that that's the rub Q. I don't think that she's not supporting a name change or not supporting this journey of her daughter. I I really don't think that that's the case. I think the case is how she feels it's being manipulated by her ex-husband and his new wife. That's the the undercurrent that I feel. I mean, there's nothing that she stated in the press where she says definitively, I don't support my daughter's, um, you know, transgender transformation or journey. She's never said that. What she said is that A, she feels boxed out and she feels like she's still a parent and she should have a say. It should be a joint decision. And I can't argue with that. That's she birthed that child. She should have a say in that child's life journey and it shouldn't be hijacked by anybody else, period. I I couldn't imagine being outside of the house and I don't have custody of my child for whatever reason. And there's this, rumors about that okay and then the woman that is you know in the home with my child is front and center and often people kind of forget about Savon. they actually really give credit to Dwayne and and, and Gabrielle right. for the and she probably feels a little bit like an outsider looking in and and then the public being have such a say about it but she doesn't I could see where she's frustrated I think that there's a way you take up that fight with your husband and Gabrielle without that child becoming collateral damage 
But yeah, I, I agree. I but think also, there's a way you take up that fight without the child becoming collateral damage. But I, I do call it call their house every day and cuss their ass out. But, yeah, I do, but I don't think I she do was agree. the first one that brought up the contention in the press. Now, let's be real of who's 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 been laying things out in the press, who's been the lead in the media. So yeah. I, here's, but I, here's, here's my question. Here's my question, because at a certain point, you got to know when to hold and when to fold. OK, in this situation with the name change and the gender change, you would like say so. I understand that. My question to you is, if we gave you say so today, what would your say so be? Would you be for it? And if you would be for it, then this is a futile fight. I, I think mm. it's the, the disrespect of feeling like yeah, you like include that. the public in it more than they can. They, the public's more involved. I think Gabrielle and Dwayne putting it out there, probably to us before they put it to the mom, that's what it feels like. But we don't know, mm. you know? I, I do feel like she's been alienated out of this child for about sure. decisions way before the Zaya situation. That, mm, okay, we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back with more TGIF. This is a juicy story, though. We will definitely keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, welcome back to TGIF. All right, this uh, Q, this story's for you. Glorilla took the social media to warn women about looking for love in the club. Take a look at the rapper's video. Because, bitch, why the you sitting up here falling in love with a that you know you met at a place where he looking for hoes at? Bitch, you looking for hoes. He finna treat you like how bitch well um do y'all agree with glorilla or do you, you know have you know first of all glorilla got that rough ass name <laughs> and glorilla got that rough ass voice glorilla scared me like i i don't want to get in a fight with glorilla I, I don't want no woman around me named glorilla although I love, <laughs> I, let me say this i love her glow up i'm gonna tell you something i never really thought about it like that but there's kind of some reason and some logic to it. And think about it, Claudia. When y'all girls go to the club, y'all put on y'all skimpiest outfit, y'all highest of heels, and everybody is going to get, everybody's got ulterior motives in the club. The dudes want to hunch, and the girls want free drinks and a free dinner. So I think there is some logic to it, although there are people who do find their their love in the club. Listen, I'm going to have to disagree with Funky on that. First of all, she's way too young to be giving anybody um, relationship advice. First of all, the before these she dating apps... Memphis, she 40. They grow up fast. <laughs> before all these dating apps and these dating sites, the club is where you found love. My oh, All my brothers have been married for more than 30 years. Each of them met their wife. Wives. Each of them have three or four kids met their wives at a nightclub. Dang, in fact, I met my ex-wife at a nightclub and got married. So I feel like even though she may make sense to this young crew because that's what their intentions are when they go to the club, the clubs are exactly a meeting place. It's a meeting place to meet single women, beautiful women. And if you like them, you, you court them and you date them. And if it works out, you marry them, you have kids and you live happily ever after. Uh, that's what I used to go to clubs for, to meet someone to have a relationship with, not to smash. Right. But, I, but no, you to have but, relations with. No, relationships <laughs> with. I'm not there to go... I think men and women look at the clubs differently. Like, I think men go there to hunt and they hope to get some ass, right? That's the goal. They want to bring someone home. They ain't trying to go looking for a wife. I think women go, like, we want to meet a man like that. We're going to date. I think we go in with different motives. But that's in our era. I do think the, the way the clubs are now, if y'all been to a club lately, 
it's all the fellas on the couch with their arms around each other, holding bottles and all the girls are around them. I, it, it seems like it'd be kind of impossible and tough to meet people, but I think you can meet a good person anywhere. Yeah. Um, moving That's on, we're try, let's try to get through these stories. Congratulations on Order to Fantasia. She's been inducted as a honorary member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Congratulations, Fantasia. Congrats, Fantasia. Congratulations to the ladies, the sisterhood, the community service, and the scholarship. I'm glad she found a sisterhood. She said that's important for her, and this one matches her vibe. Hey, shout out to both Fantasia and the and the, the Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. That's right. All right, y'all. Our British father received criticism after he took his nine-year-old son to Hooters to celebrate getting good grades. The father said he always thought the restaurant was fake. So when one opened in Liverpool, he surprised him with a visit. The father also said that the boy's mother was fine with it and even drove them to the restaurant. Is it inappropriate to take a nine-year-old to Hooters? I'm going to go to you, Funky, because I know how much you love the kids. What you think? Okay. Well, this is all I'm going to say. The gays force the sexuality on the children. The gays force the sexuality on the children. You know, I, I'm just saying that to be flippant. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a, a child to Hooters because... There's nothing wrong with taking a child to the swimming pool or to the beach where women have on bikinis and things that are less revealing. It's about the conversation that you had with that child in relation to these women being at Hooters. And it's about treating these women or objectifying them and treating them their tits and ass like a prize for making good grades. That's the problem. But as far as taking a kid to Hooters, I mean, there's no difference in those Hooters outfits. Uh, 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 professional football player outfits or seeing a woman at the pool in a bikini or a bathing suit. Okay. And also, Hooters has a kid's menu, for God's sakes. In fact, the kids get free food if they wear their costume on Halloween to Hooters. And not to mention, Hooters also offered parties for young kids. They offer high seats and balloons. Hooters' entire business model has a kid's formula in it. So I don't know what all the fuss is about. Hooters make some bomb-ass wings. They do. Ooh, baby, that lemon pepper toss that hot. <laughs> oh, flex and a Pepsi. Oh, yes. my God. I love those wings. <laughs> um, let's try to squeeze this in. A pregnant woman stopped at a McDonald's for a bathroom break, ended up giving birth inside a bathroom stall. The manager of the restaurant said she ran into the bathroom when she heard the mother in labor. At first, she thought the woman was joking until she witnessed her laying on her back on the toilet the mother, Alexandria Worthy, revealed that she and her fiance will nickname the baby Little Nugget. <laughs> I think Listen, I love this story. This to me was a beautiful story. It was about black love. The couple was beautiful. The baby was beautiful. The general manager that helped them was beautiful and could speak well. I just felt like that this whole thing was a beautiful black love story. And shout out to Little Nugget and this beautiful family. Congratulations. Thank you. Take us home. I, I, no, I think it's cute. I, I, I think it was cute. I mean, hell, it, I, I, I guess McDonald's is better than Waffle House, child. I guess. <laughs> little Nugget is better than Order Covered and Smothered Hash Browns. <laughs> Go ahead, Little Nugget. Congrats. All right, y'all. Congratulations to the happy couple. All right, I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Kitchen Talk, and we will see y'all on Friday with your little shady questions. Bye. Bye, soulmates. Wingstop's doing what they do best, taking flavor to the next level. So when chicken sandwiches only came in spicy and plain, Wingstop said, nah, make it 12 flavors. Lemon pepper chicken sandwich, OG hot, mango habanero. You get the picture? Every famous Wingstop flavor.
Now on a new Wingstop chicken sandwich. Try all 12 and find your favorite at Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Huh. <laughs> 